I'm Junie Felix, and this is Moving Forward, Tiny Habits for Successful Soul Care. Thank you so much for listening today, and I do hope and pray that you and I can encourage one another to walk by faith and to live out of love instead of fear more and more every single day. So what's your story? Imagine that you and I are having coffee and we're settled down for a great conversation. And I ask you that question, what's your story? How would you respond? Now, a couple of weeks ago, I saw an amazing production of A Christmas Carol, the musical by Brightside Theater. It was so great. And this question, what's your story, came to mind for me because the cast did such an amazing job of conveying the emotion behind 10-year-old Ebenezer Scrooge's experience of being an abandoned child each Christmas. I literally held back tears as he sung these words. My dear sister fan, I've been living and working in this awful place for six months now. It's worse than the last place and even worse than the one before that. I miss you terribly and I hope we can be together this year. I often remember the way things used to be. There's a place called home, he sang. I can almost see with a red front door and a roaring fire and a Christmas tree. It's a place called home that I can still travel to. Then his little sister sings the next line. It's a place in my heart where I still come home to you. And then he concludes with Merry Christmas. Don't forget me, your loving brother, Ebenezer. There's the scene right there that made me want to cry. I actually welled up with those tears and I got to say, Thank you. Just want to pause here and say thank you to the cast of the Brightside Theater and everyone who made that presentation possible. Well done. What an amazing, unforgettable performance. The next day I was listening to a podcast about telling your story. And not too many days before that, I was sitting at coffee with a new friend and she literally asked me the question, what's your story? So... During the podcast, with all of this on my mind, I listened as the guest talked about how she fell in love with this guy. And then shortly after, she discovered that he was wanted for a felony offense. Then one day, the cops just burst through the doors. They picked him up and they took him away. And she's just standing there in shock. But she was still in love, she said. And so she visited him in jail, and in time, she even married him. Now, that was a decision she thought she would never make. She said, I never thought I would be that girl. But she did. She visited and visited. The love grew, and they married. She became someone she never imagined that she would ever be. And she was honest about it. She said, this was a very hard decision that she made. And I I know what what she feels like. I've, I've been through a very similar experience, and it is real hard. It feels impossible. And it really does affect you in ways that you never would expect. So at first, she kind of went the Ebenezer Scrooge route. She said she was depressed. She was angry. She was frustrated. She had all these unhealthy behaviors that she was engaging in. She gained all this weight. But then one day, while she was watching the Summer Olympics, one of the athletes dropped the baton and took a tumble. But the athlete got back up. She got back up and she finished that race strong. And that was the moment when the speaker in the podcast said she burst into tears unexpectedly, a lot like what happened to me during the musical. I didn't expect to well up with such deep tears during that scene with Ebenezer Scrooge, but she found herself 
feeling things she didn't expect, and instead of ignoring the emotional response to what happened, she stopped to ask herself why she responded that way. And the answers that she found changed everything in her life. And I'm wondering, has this ever happened to you? You're watching a movie, you're listening to a song, watching the news, listening to the radio, and something inside you connects on a very deep level. And maybe you're only crying on the inside, but crying is undeniable. You know that you're hurting. Something about that moment ripples through your soul and awakens something deep inside of you. I think these moments are divine. I believe it's God's way of letting you know that there's a part of you Maybe all the way back, like Scrooge is 10 years old in a Christmas carol, somewhere deep inside, there's a part of you that's crying out for healing and saying, don't forget me. I'm still here and I need help. Don't ignore me anymore. I have a story that I need to tell. The woman who cried watching the Olympic athlete fall and get back up felt inspired to face the fact that her own self-condemnation and self-pity was just not serving her. It wasn't helping. It was keeping her down. And seeing the athlete fall down and quickly gather herself up again and keep on going reignited a place in her soul. And she knew that she was going to get back up. She decided. And after watching A Christmas Carol, I did the same thing. I slowed down. This is a new, this is a tiny habit that I love sharing with others, the tiny habit of slowing down and remembering. And I did the same thing. I prayerfully began asking God and myself, what's the story? Why was I so deeply moved by this scene? Anyone who's seen any version of A Christmas Carol knows that Scrooge was an abandoned child. He was neglected. He let his pain grow into darkness, anger, greed, and regret because he was abandoned, lonely, and not allowed to go home. If you read the book, you'll find out that he was a child who loved to make up adventures. I mean, heroes. He would bring them to life in his mind. And he read those stories. And those heroes became so real to him that he had stories about Ali Baba from Arabian Nights and Robinson Clouseau coming to visit him and inviting him to join them in their grand adventures. And as he shares this with the ghost of Christmas past in the book, he becomes overwhelmed with joy. It's quickly replaced, though, with sorrow as he remembers his mistakes. Scrooge then lets his sorrow grow too large and the wait was too long. And as we know, Scrooge lost sight of who he was, that adventurous young boy. And what was really important in his life, he forgot all that. And this is the part of why this story of Charles Dickens has been told and retold for so long. Because we all have a story inside that needs to be told. There's something about not knowing how to share our stories that creates this prison inside of us. A prison that we carry wherever we go. Or maybe it's better described as a weight that we carry, just like Jacob Marley's chains. And for me... I didn't realize how my, my experience of being homeless and abused and neglected as a child still echoes throughout my soul. Really, on a daily basis, in some tiny way, I realize that the thought of not being able to go home is terrifying to me. And I make a lot of decisions because of that wound. And I can kind of laugh about that. But just seeing the truth here gives me a, a, a reason to, to even feel joy about what I'm learning. And I, I'm praying this will happen to you as well as you engage in that slowing down just grow that tiny habit of slowing down when you have these moments where your mind and your emotion is saying, stop, slow down. I have a story to tell. 
So if you were to ask me, what's your story? Depending on the context of our conversation, I might respond, I am a world traveler who's passionate about sharing kindness and encouragement with everyone I can. Because I remember a time in my life when we were homeless and hungry, and it was simple acts of kindness from others that stayed with me and made all the difference. The woman who was so moved to tears while she was watching the Olympics that I told you about from the podcast, she said she decided to stop using her energy to feel sorry for herself and get back up and start a support and encouragement group for people who had a spouse in prison. And it grew from one person to hundreds and then thousands across the, the region. It expanded into these groups in several states and brought renewed hope and encouragement to hundreds of families. And why? All because she fell in love. And that was just the beginning. So what's your story? None of us really have time to wait for an epiphany. So I'm thinking that today, right now, could be a great time for you to sit down, grab a journal, voice record or something, say a prayer, dig deep and find your story. Even if you're driving, it's worth pulling the car over to get started because someone needs to hear your story today. And that first person who needs to hear it, it's probably you. Jesus said that knowing the truth Walking in the truth sets us free. If you slow down long enough to tell yourself the truth about your stories and what they mean, you'll see how they are influencing your choices and behaviors every day for better or for worse. And you'll find that you're on the path to freedom as you engage with this truth of your story and maybe become, you know, if you're a little bit like Scrooge this Christmas and you're struggling there, maybe you'll be better able to offer encouragement and hope to others who might need help finding their story so that they can take a next step and keep moving forward. I'm so glad you decided to listen today to Moving Forward, Tiny Habits for Successful Soul Care. Thank you so much for spending this time with me. I hope you'll stop by my website. It's juniefelix.com. There you can get a free download of one of my event bestsellers. It's called The Gift of Sorrow. And you can receive updates on the release of my upcoming project with my publisher, Nath Press, Moving Forward, Tiny Habits that Lead from Trauma to Faith.